was giggling forever, but I like it, especially with our as yet unnamed podcast. We love where it. Where we have a list of names, but we're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I feel like that's par for the course for us. Yeah. I love we'll that. get there eventually. Hopefully by the time this comes out, we will have settled on a name. And God, I really we'll hope so. Like, this is our project. <laughs> our as yet to be unto, like as yet to be named project. Yes. Wow, the words are really. This hard. is really good. So I guess we start with I'm Abby. I'm Alexia, and we are talking about horror movies, scary Yay! movies. My favorite genre, of course. Alexia is the horror film aficionado, the one who knows and has watched basically everything, and I am the scaredy cat who has yet to watch a lot of these movies because I am terrified of everything. I used to be really scared. That's that's really what it boils down to. I started out being really afraid, but I'm so afraid of like normal life things, or was, that horror films were like so so much there was so much escapism in it <laughs> and eventually it was like this is actually fascinating this genre is incredible there are so many things that are very different about horror that i love conventions that then get broken and things just really become cyclical yeah but it's the one genre where nobody really appreciates it and if you do you're usually a weirdo. Yes. Or people think you're a weirdo. Or they gatekeep. Hardcore gatekeeping. The, hard, the horror film gatekeeping, I think, was what keeps a lot of people, like me, out. Where we're like, I won't watch all nine Saw movies, so I guess I don't like anything. You're right. Which, like, just, I haven't even seen all of the Saw no. movies. I do own a lot of them. <laughs> I do. I can't help it. I just, I buy the DVD packs. So it's like, wait, I have... Friday the 13th, like, 1 through 4, and then 5 through 9, and the same with A Nightmare on Elm Street, oh. and Saw, and Final Destination. Like, I I don't know, I just buy the packs, and then they're all there. And then you can just wait for it. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense for you. Like, my anxiety was so high that this is the controlled aspect of, like, what I can, can like, know about, and it's like, I know the ending to this, and I don't have to worry about it, whereas real life, you're like, I don't know what's happening, and I'm just scared all the time, it's awful. <laughs> horror movies are more like, I know that it's going to work out in the end sometimes. And that's totally fair. I think, and to a lot of the films that I have enjoyed the most were the ones where I couldn't anticipate the ending, mm. or something happened where I was like, that is a convention turned on its head, and I love it. Yes. And I get really invested in that. <laughs> I do. I absolutely do. Like, Thinking about some of my favorites, it's always where I had no fucking clue that that's what was going to happen next, or where they do really great character development that never really happens in some of those like mm. older horror films. Like when you think about it, um, you know, no one knows that Nightmare on Elm Street was Johnny Depp's first like yeah. feature length film. Or that Kevin Bacon was in, you know, Friday the 13th. Like, mm -hmm. no one thinks about that because it's just, the characters are so generic. There's no character development. It's just like, oh, it's these horny teenagers who get <laughs> murdered. Like, and that's pretty much that's it. That's all you get. That's um, why they're so successful with all the sequels and remakes and stuff. Because you can literally just insert people into this role and just keep going with it. Yeah, some of them are really formulaic. The ones that are not are usually the ones where the sequels or other 
other films within the franchise get just as much notoriety, if not more. Mm. I'm thinking like the nun um in the conjuring films mm-hmm. loved the nun within the conjuring films did not love necessarily the nun movie oh okay yeah leah and i went and saw it um and it it was okay i mean and i loved taisa farmiga and after her like performance in american horror story i thought it was going to be incredible and then right. it was wah, okay wah. it was a little subpar but not terrible yeah so we wanted to discuss horror movies and get through the nitty-gritty and maybe get people to branch out into this specific genre of media entertainment yeah and we're not gonna we're not gonna overanalyze it too much no because we're not film people like alexia knows a lot about film i don't that much but we're just here to enjoy the media as it is without overthinking it going too far yeah, we're not into that. I mean, it's, sometimes I am. Sometimes I get really in oh, the yeah. weeds with it. But I think that there's a huge difference, too, between thinking something cinematically well done or, like, it has an incredible script or it's well acted versus just enjoying the film for the pure chaos that it is. Exactly. And that is the fun of horror films. Sometimes the cheesiest, campiest, most ridiculous films, but, like, it was garbage theoretically, but I really loved it. Yeah. Um... Or it's, you know, garbage and it's also garbage. I hated it, but <laughs> I feel like horror films, you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to love it because it was a train wreck. Yeah. It's, you and know, that's it's what's like, fun about it. Yeah, that, it's all about having fun with it and not taking it too seriously because then it, you get in trouble with that. That's true. If it's well done, you can appreciate it for how well done it was. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't super well done, but you had a fun ride, like you can appreciate it and for yeah. what it was there too. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I love horror films and I think that people are just like, it's scary or it's gory and they don't like it. And I'm like, there's so much humor and there's so much wit that's injected into certain horror films and people just don't appreciate that in my opinion yes in my very limited very humble (laughs) opinion um but i'm glad that you're embarking upon this journey i've been excited i've been wanting to watch a lot of scary movies like last year was the first year that i watched halloween and the amityville horror and which i did watch the recent one the the, what's his name ryan reynolds one Oh, yeah. The no, I haven't seen remake. the original one still, but we'll talk about that Ooh. at some point in the future. Because yes. <laughs> I feel like I need to do a side-by-side comparison on that. Oh, absolutely. I feel like it's... They didn't do any of the pig stuff where I was like, I was expecting a pig. Honestly, it was the difference between big budget versus existential dread. I'm telling you. The old <laughs> films, full of existential dread. Oh, yeah. Whereas and... the new one, it was very clear that the director or somebody had a huge crush on Ryan Reynolds and I was mean. like, please take off your shirt and get in the water uh, at any moment. I just need you to be naked. I did And he was like, that. okay. <laughs> yeah. He appreciated it for what it was, but I, I turned around to my fiance and I was like, this, hor- this director's, like, horny, and I, like, what is happening? <laughs> it was much less about the family dynamics and more about, like, how can we get him naked? <laughs> Again, don't hate it, but I, I agree. It was very much a, it was very much a romp into Ryan Reynolds just being manic and shirtless for the majority of the film. And then that uncomfortable scene with the, the grown woman who's, like, hitting on a, t- a 15-year-old boy, and you're like, stop. Just stop it. 
enough. <laughs> also, in case you weren't aware, there are mad spoilers for all of this. Oh, yeah. We are not going to hide anything. <laughs> not a bit. I actually used to, with one of my coworkers, who I adore and is now a great friend of mine, but she didn't like horror films and used to just make me relay the movie. <laughs> scene by scene. So, literally scene by scene, or at least like a, a more detailed synopsis so that she could feel like she had the ride of the film without actually having to be terrified. Yeah. Um, Again, she has pretty severe anxiety, like the rest of us, and um, it was a good outlet because I really love talking about films that I love, but she didn't want to have to watch it, but wanted the, again, experience of There's it. been a few movies where I've done that, where I've gone on to IMDb and looked through the synopsis just so I could get, like, okay, this is what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. What, like, I feel like I, I, I did do that for The Strangers. I still haven't seen The Strangers, but I did look at the synopsis because I was like, I'm terrified. Mm. I'm very, very scared of this movie. That's fair. I didn't like The Strangers when I first saw it the first time, and I don't really know why. I couldn't tell you. It was I was obviously much younger, oh, yeah. and I rewatched it maybe two years ago, and I was like, wow, I really do like this. So I don't know what is happening. What was <laughs> happening? Yeah, I don't know what it was. It always about depends it. on your context of like how old you were and when you were like getting into everything. <laughs> We've got like thirty minutes oh. on the pizza. Am I recording? Yes. yes. Am I interrupting? Yes. yes. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My fiance just poked his head in to ask the ETA on our pizza that we ordered. <laughs> I love this. We'll probably edit this out, but we it might just leave funny. it in. We could. We absolutely could. Honestly, I feel like there needs to be more reality <laughs> in the know. fact that like life just happens and there is no perfectionism at all. There's none. We're we're not professional podcasters. We're nope. not professional talkers. I don't know about Speaker. that. You are. I'm not. I just talk way too much and I drink wine. You don't talk way too much. I talk too I talk much. So many times. I talk for my In my job. own head too. I'm just like, stop it, Abby. You're talking way too much. And like, I'm not even speaking. <laughs> it's an internal running <laughs> dialogue <laughs> that needs to stop. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. No. So oh my god. We're, we're this podcast is just for us to have fun and to talk about movies and to watch movies, kind of, kind of together. Yeah. Alexia pops in and out of Texas every now and then. And it's a fun time. Honestly, I mean, we decided to hop in on this while she's in Texas so we could like get it done. We've been talking about it for forever. So we can at least have this dialogue of us actually being together and mm-hmm. doing the things together, which yeah. we love to do. Exactly. And here's the thing. What was it when I visited in 2018? Was it 2018? Yes. Oh my god. Long, long it was 2018. Ago. Yeah. Oh. 2018. No. Mm-hmm. 2016? No. Oh my god. Okay, 2018. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I made you watch The Visit. Yeah. And that was how we kicked it off. <gasps> so scary. Oh my god, oh my so god. good. But okay, we'll have to cover that. Tucker and Dale versus Evil too. I did. I did. Which love. I did love that movie a whole lot. So. Okay. Yes. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. If you we haven't need a watched whole it, on that. yeah, we do. Oh. We need a whole episode on The Visit too because I felt like that was such an incredible oh film. God. And I know M Night Shyamalan like he sometimes hits it on the head and it's so well done. Sometimes you're like, this is garbage and I regret ever agreeing to this. So much. <laughs> I regret that two hours of my life. Lady in the Water. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed Lady in the Water. I, whatever. It's fine. We're not going to talk about it. But I loved the visit and like it got to the point where I watched it Maybe I think I, I think I watched it with my mother. Yeah, because Karen was like, you need to see this movie. I know, and we got so intense about it, oh and then we God. made Leo watch it, 
and then we made and then I made you watch it and yes. we recommended it to everyone like a bunch just, of weirdos. And everybody's like, ew, I'm not chum on. It's like no 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 wait, 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 wait. Watch it. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Watch it. Because um, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about old and I'm like, nah, I don't know about this. I'll but probably see the it. Visit, anyway. It was so good. It was so good. I'll probably see old anyway, just because the concept and also the kid from Hereditary. I'm gonna give him one last chance because he did kid, a really good can job. Can anybody like get this kid a, a, a film where he's not suffering? Matt Wolf. Yeah, like Impossible. Hereditary. Like just let this let this poor boy smile for once in his life. Like he just needs to have fun. I have to say, even though I hated Hereditary, I know that's a hot take, mm. internet people. Yeah, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> Why? It. I didn't like I it. I thought it. it was bad, and it's. It was, again, generic. I would just, having seen enough horror films, having read horror literature, like, I just felt like it was so generic, and I knew exactly what was happening and what was coming, and that ruined it for me. I hate... I guess from a a new perspective, that's, like... Fair. If if you're not immersed in it and haven't been for a long time, I can see how it have an impact. The one thing I'm telling you was Nat Wolf's performance when he's just sitting in the car. I know. And that spoils nothing, but I thought that that was an incredible performance in itself. Um, so I, like, want to give him another chance no. with this movie. Yeah. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. And then Shyamalan did anything. Apparently he didn't even do, like, a, a subtle cameo. He was just like, I'm here. <laughs> you see my face. I am here. Obviously. <laughs> Everybody's just like, oh, he wasn't even, like, being weird about it. He was just like... I'm a character. <laughs> he's just, he's taken it to a whole other level. And I'm kind of on board for it. At some point, he is going to be the main character. I'm convinced of it. Like, he, he's been in the background for so long that he's like, I need a main character. You know what? I'd be interested to see that. He's been filmmaking for a long, long, long time, so I guess yeah. good for him. Hey, more power to him. I'm not out there <laughs> making horror films, so I guess I can't judge. I know, right? <laughs> Who are we to judge? We are just here to sit, and I will drink my wine, and we'll talk, talk about, about movies. Yeah. Well, so, um, on that vein, Abby and I had made a list of movies that we wanted to cover. Abby had specific movies that she did want to cover and a list of caveats in which she did not want to watch. And I had a list of movies that I wanted to cover and a list of caveats that I did not want to watch. I don't remember what our list looks like right now, and I could look it up, but I'm lazy by trade. So. Yeah. It, it was a pretty long list because once you start listing out horror movies, it just keeps growing. Yes growing and you're like oh shit there's a lot <laughs> well she's look she's queuing it up right now because she actually has the laptop whereas i only our have current phone. google docs is called a horror movie podcast because still no name oh my god as one does i'm so bad at this why am i bad at all the you're, things? you're not <laughs> um the point was is there is only one movie that abby had on her caveat list that i truly think we should cover and that was the original saw yeah now i recognize that the follow-ups are in fact torture porn and not necessarily even worth watching i would mm-hmm. make somewhat of a case potentially for the second but it's truly the first that i feel like has such an element of that that dread that um true feeling of anxiety and psychological thriller border that I think it's worth viewing, particularly for the aspects of, again, why the victims are chosen and things like that. So, yes, the follow-ups are just, there is no plot, really, um, or it's a barely their plot, and it's mostly <laughs> torture porn. 
However, mm-hmm. I would have to say that the first one is at least worth the watch. And if you hide under a blanket most of the time, I will accept that. Um, <laughs> but we, we heartily agreed on no human centipede. No. I saw it once with my dearly departed uh, person mm-hmm. when I was a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And once was enough. Once was enough. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, that is uh, something I will absolutely never, ever ever have the desire to sit down and watch. My other one was uh, Final Destination, just because I was like, ah, I'm good. Mm-mm. No, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. No, no, thank you. Meanwhile, I love the Final Destination franchise, particularly the third, mostly because it has Ryan Merriman and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and oh. they were my childhood, like, <laughs> idols, so yeah. I was like, this is the movie. And it had Alex Johnson from uh, Instant Star which, of course, you didn't see, but when we were watching Shit's Creek, and I was like, it's a little oh, Tommy Quinn! Yes. So, um, yeah, so that's her. It's That's the same okay. show, um, and Alex Johnson was in it, and so, yeah, I was very excited about that one. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not necessarily upset that we're not going to watch that. I love them and own them, mm-hmm. but not upset I'm willing. I'm, you've convinced me. I'm willing to watch the original Saw movie. I probably won't go past that, but at least the first one, Gary, it was, it was, always, always, Carrie always, yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. You got me. Thank you. Um, and but my, yes. I think my caveat was no hostile. I won't oh, yeah. do hostile. I won't do it. There was too much. I've already seen it, but there was too much vomiting. First and foremost, I am terrified of vomiting. I Ugh. recognize that that's such a stupid, no. irrational fear. It is irrational, but right. I am horrified yeah if it's something that is that visceral it's like we don't need to watch that because it's too much like it just is that final destination thing where i'm like i don't want to see some of that because i just can't do it yeah and also torture porn like oh, yeah. if you don't want to watch the saw movies hostile is not it hostile I'm is okay not with it that. that is not on my list at all whatsoever perfect yeah the list started and now it's getting more longer and longer and longer and it's just like oh god it's two pages now. it's almost two pages <laughs> Okay, and A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, I thought that was a documentary. It keeps popping up on horror movie list recommendations, so maybe it's a documentary that's terrifying. I mean, it's called A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, so I can only imagine. I know. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'll just pop this down. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yeah, but yeah, all, all, almost all of these I haven't seen before. I remember seeing Hellraiser few years ago. I remember oh nothing about it. I just can't even believe that what you added so Hellraiser. I don't remember. I, I was like, others. what is happening in this movie? Nothing's happening. This girl screams and she's annoying with it. <laughs> wow. Okay. I had a very strong feeling just about her screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was an irksome character. I will give you that. Yes. Um, but we decided to start with The Exorcist because Yay. it is one of my absolute favorites. I think it's a total classic. It obviously is a classic. Yes. I mean, it's the exorcist tubular bells is a theme for a reason (laughs) um so we decided to start with that and wow what a ride oh my god yes that was my first time ever watching it i i guess we start from the beginning and go through it a little bit just i guess from memory um because the i got the uh, dvd from my local library and the only copy that they had was the extended director's cut so my first time watching it was the entirety of everything. <laughs> you say entirety, but here's the thing. I had only ever seen yeah. the original movie. 
the original movie, not the extended director's cut, just the original movie, mm-hmm. and watching it now, even though I was very distracted because uh, a bunch of things cropped up for work, so I ended up working through half this movie, <laughs> and Abby is like clutching a pillow beside me, and I'm just casually <laughs> on my laptop. Um, but I have to say, it was weird to see that one scene that Denny was talking about because... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was not expecting it, and I was like, well, I do not remember this happening? from the original. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Abby's just generally horrified, <laughs> and I'm more vaguely confused because I don't remember it from the yeah. original, and I've seen the original a bunch of times. Oh, yeah, because you're like, I love this movie, I watch it all the time, like, yeah, you just know it, so I was like, I don't know any better. Abby <laughs> <laughs> knows nothing. She's going in blind, but what a yeah. way to go in. Because I had no idea that the movie started in Iraq. Like, that oh. was, I had no clue whatsoever. I was like, what is happening? So they go through a rock and they find some sort of demon talisman. It's the relic. The relic. The relic. And I consistently have the this thing where I gasp at the wrong times. <laughs> because I keep thinking something else is happening. I'm like, oh, that was not it. <laughs> so was not what was going to happen. When the guy separates, he finds the relic in the ruins and he like separates it from the rock and it makes this like snapping sound and Abby gasps. I'm like, oh my god. Wildly. <laughs> and I'm like, nothing has happened. But here's the thing. The movie sets it up so well to have that existential dread that mm-hmm. I keep talking about and I will probably continue to keep talking about. Because you know things about. are bad, especially when all the locals are looking at that archi- archivist and they're like, oh my god, dude. So you're having issues. The scenery, the cinematography, the acting, the the pacing, the pacing, the music, and even just the sound editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some of those flash shots, they do a great job. Mm-hmm. And the '70s did a really good job of this. The, they do an incredible job of setting up that existential dread where you just feel anxious. Oh yeah. For no particular That's reason. That's why I kept gasping at weird times because I was like, I oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's incredible. It builds it up so well because like um, it, it is a very quiet movie. Yes. Like we did have to keep turning up the volume, and I was like, I don't know if I can turn it up because then I feel like somebody's gonna start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Things are gonna get like real loud real quick, but they didn't because, like you said, the pacing and the the sound editing is so well done that you're just like built into this quietness. It does, and you. So you lose some of it when the dialogue gets really heavy mm-hmm. towards like the climactic parts of the film Mm -hmm. but at the beginning everything is very intentional oh yeah and very quiet yes very quiet and then when you do hear music you're like oh fuck (laughs) oh shit (laughs) it's gonna gonna happen happen. (laughs) um yes because i did like how they they kind of got more like brought in the mom and you got to see like oh she's an actress and she's very popular and she has all these great connections going on and her kids love her it was interesting. It was interesting to just see her be on the set and then have Father Karras mm-hmm. in the audience, just casually watching all of it go down. <laughs> they panned over to him, and I went, he's a creeper. And he was like, no. <laughs> he's not a creeper. And I'm like, no, he's creepy. <laughs> she sees a man of the cloth and immediately assumes I don't creeper. trust him at all. I just cannot. No, I mean, existential <laughs> crisis, for sure. Questioning his faith, absolutely. Traumatic family issues, most absolutely. certainly. Yes. But Abby immediately thinks, wow, creeper. And, and I like was that. also surprised at how long it took the film to get him involved with all of this, too. Yeah. Because it did set up a whole lot of, like, who he is and his background and why he would be the best for this job. 
which I guess for modern movies, they're just like, because I, I saw La Llorona, that terrible the movie. The Curse of La Llorona. And yes. they were just like, and he's in here. And we're going to go straight forward. And I'm like, oh, okay. No mm-hmm. setup, no. Nothing. I'm telling you, good character they development means something. He's a good exorcist. And he does, like, folk magic or something. And I was like, mm, okay. But. <laughs> I'm telling but yeah, you. This one was, it was very good, like, how they brought in Fada Karras. Yeah. Good, like I said, I know keep saying it good character development mm-hmm. it means something it really does and like um, his trauma with his mother and her health <sighs> issues but then they ca- just casually mention in passing that she passed away and it's all very mysterious and you kind of wonder how it is that she how it is that she truly passed away because the insinuation is that it was not as it seemed I know. but we but you never hear about it again until Reagan's like full exorcism. Yes, and she's like embodying that voice, and you're like, maybe Satan did kill her. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't. You don't know. You don't know a lot of things about this film. Like you yeah. do, but you don't. You have no idea really how Reagan came to be possessed. I know that was the other surprising thing I was going to talk about. Where it's like, it's very sudden, and then suddenly they're like full on doctor mode, and they're like, I we're at the hospital because this bed is shaking, and they're like. Okay, nice. Yeah. Maybe she just is like cold. But she acts normal at home and you you don't see anything until mm-hmm. all of a sudden the doctor's like, she let loose a stream of profanities that could rival like a micro <laughs> game. Like, tell me explicitly what she said. Just tell me exactly what she said. Maybe she said damn. And it's like no. No, she went straight for the she C went word. For the C word. Straight in there. And she was like, oh mm-hmm. okay. actually 12. is. 12. Okay. Yeah. If my 12 year old was all of a sudden letting loose with the C word, I'd be more than slightly like I don't laughing that off. I knew about the C word until like college. Yeah, I would agree. Well, no, maybe I knew about it sooner than that. I'm trying to think. No. But, I mean, it's not something that had ever been part of my vocabulary. And as Americans, like that is a no-no word. If anybody's from the UK or Australia, they just sling it around. Like, they really do. They really do. But they're they're just like, yeah, you just say that. It's like a sprinkling into your vocabulary. And right, Americans are just like, oh my God, how could you say that? Yeah. Meanwhile, when I did vagina monologues in college, <laughs> I had to like gear myself up to know that I was going to be shouting it, particularly knowing my parents were coming to oh that showing. Yeah. I can't imagine like And I'm shouting that. it. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think they went, they went Full on hardcore with the language, particularly, and, and you definitely one, have to to re, like relay like she is not okay, right? But I mean, it goes to a dark place. Like I have yet to see a horror film, particularly one with like possession, that truly takes it to the degree that they. The take fact it that to. she was stabbing her own vagina with a cross was horrifying. Yeah, like. You pray, you're, you're like sitting there watching it, and you're like, I really hope that she doesn't feel anything. I know Satan's like doing whatever he wants, but like, that's horrible. Stabbing herself so brutally, yeah. and then you're like, or, I mean, at the very end, you see that she still has scars on her face, so obviously she's still wounded from it, and that's just so scary. The thing, too, is that that actress, Ugh. that actress was traumatized after that and was. I know. And so we come into issues of, like, 
Is there a reason why we've never seen anything taken to that level again? Because the amount of trauma for that child to be performing not just a very emotionally taxing role, but also a very physically taxing role. Honestly, like, they had to do her makeup, like, every day, but she also had to be in this place of, like, at, like screaming obscenities and, you know, they they were really, like, we need to immerse you into this field. And as a 12-year-old, I can't imagine what kind of toll that would take on you. And especially as a, a, a young girl. Yeah, poor Linda Blair. I know. <laughs> I had to look it up. I was like, I thought Linda it was Linda Blair. Blair, but then I was like, maybe I'm wrong. And I hate, <laughs> be, I hate being wrong, America. I hate being wrong. Um, so I needed to make sure it was Linda Blair before mm-hmm. I said that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is it is brutal film. Like, if you are uncomfortable with language, if you're uncomfortable with child things I mean I have a very intense soft spot for children and it's only gotten worse as I've gotten older yeah and yeah I had a hard I had a hard time with some of those scenes again even with the extended director's cut like some Mm -hmm. of the other things that were happening that I don't necessarily remember when I watched the original that is brutal oh yeah like and even when it was kind of in the early onset where she comes downstairs and like pees on the carpet and all of it, it's like the guests are embarrassed, but it's like, no, take care of your child. Like, she's clearly, like, going through something. Yeah. I would just, I love that they chose her peeing on the carpet specifically. Yeah. And, of course, now I can't unsee the scary movie, see, like, segment where, um, what's-her-face, um, she's in Russian Doll, and for some reason, like, oh, I love yeah, her. Yeah. Why is her? Why is the actress's name escape? Name? They make no Natasha Leone. Nah, Natasha. Haha. Ha. I was like, got there. <laughs> I will. I will figure it out. Okay. Um. But yeah, the, all I can think of is her like parodying that, yeah. and so it took away a lot of the effect. But I think it's a very odd choice. That was what they chose to show her as being not okay. Something that would mm-hmm. embarrass everyone without her necessarily having to do much. Yeah, and it isn't it like. Um, older children wetting the bed is still like a sign of like trauma and something bad is going on so I'm not, I think it's like it's, it's a sign of sexual, sexual abuse. abuse yeah so it's definitely something where it's valid in the, this movie where it's like something is wrong and you need to take care of this and the amount of like brutal sexuality that embody, is embodied in the rest of the film I think maybe that is why they chose her peeing on the carpet like yeah. because clearly she's then violating herself and being violated in a variety of ways mm-hmm. through her possession, the exorcism, etc. Because Satan like clearly had this mo- this intention of violating her in that in that kind of sense too. So it's yeah, like that's true. If he had chosen a young boy to do it, might not have looked the same. Totally, it probably good. would have been still sexually violated, but it would have looked a lot different. Yeah, it is unsettling that they chose a little girl too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There are there are some things that I feel. <laughs> now that you think about it, yeah. Like, <laughs> the more we per- the more we like dive deeper into <laughs> the whole plot of this movie, I'm like, mm. I know. And I think that's also what makes it so horrifying. I guess for us too, where it's like, as women, we're like, that's on top of being a prepubescent teen. That's awful to go through. And at the very end of the movie, she's just like, I'm dead inside. There, like yeah. I have been literally through hell and back, and I there's nothing else for me here. Yikes! 
Just like, yikes. I mean, I... I feel like we didn't get too much with her older sister, but I feel like that's also kind of, like, struggle for her to watch her sister go through all that. You know? Older sister. Is that her older sister? Who's that middle... Who's that young woman that lived with them? I have no idea. I think that's her sister. Because it's the mom, Reagan, and then the the other girl. Is it? God, I don't remember that at all. Clearly, yeah, she she was like she went out one night and then she left Reagan with um the director no somebody the guy who died because he he like was pushed out the window so her mom was like how could you leave her all by herself and she's like I didn't I left her with what's just, his face I just thought she was like a like a woman who lived with them I didn't think she was a sister I don't know she was she was like the the twenty something year old that lived with them. Or maybe she was like eighteen or something. I don't know. No, it's just her. F- it's just her friend. Yeah, it's just her. F- it's the mom's just friend. Yeah, it's okay. The mom, Chris's friend. Because I was like, I did not think that that was a sibling. I thought oh. she was an only child. I was like, I don't know these family dynamics. They just keep mentioning that the father's not in, not present, ever. Yeah, is this supposed to be like a commentary on what happens when a father abandons a family? Because if it is, gross. Gross, disgusting. <laughs> can't get behind it instant trash movie. <laughs> she I mean, didn't it, have a father figure, so Satan put a sister. It is a, it is a 70s film. Like, it this is. came out in 1973, Ugh. so, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and or maybe it's, like, a commentary on the sexual liberation of women or something. Honestly, it could be so many things, because there's, there's a ton of... Because, you know, her mom is, like, this successful working woman. Is she a successful working woman, though, or are they making it out to be, like... Shit went really south because, because she was a working, working woman. Yeah, so that's the seventies where it's like, you all you burning witches, you better calm down. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> Otherwise, your daughters will get possessed. Oh my god! <laughs> and it has <is laughs> taken a turn. It has taken a turn. So it's like that kind of thing where it's like, what is the? Is there subliminal context to it? I don't know. There I don't know. most certainly could. I mean, there absolutely could be. Like mm-hmm. I said, there's so much to unpack with this movie. God, it's particularly. a long movie. Like. I feel like it kept going on and on. The climax was very good because it was so condensed with everything. It was. It was a. It's a very fast. Right. Like when you get to the peak of this movie, mm-hmm. it it accelerates very quickly, mm-hmm. very heavily, and then it's a very sudden. It's a very sudden and done. Um, yeah, because oh god, I, I that was one part where I legitimately gasped, and it was appropriate. Yes! <laughs> yes, it's the one time Abby gasped, and it was the right type thing to gasp. She goes, no! And I'm like, yes. I was like, stop it, no. I, because you, I think that was really done, well done, where they you could see the spirit leaving Reagan's body, entering Karis, and then he's just he jumps out the window. Because I, I guess there was yeah. some part of him that was still there, and he's like, fuck, I can't let this go on. You see it switch in his mm-hmm. face. You see his eyes go white, like, yes. and then he, like, comes to himself. And they, the way they do the special effects, in, I, it oh, must be it must so be in the extended good. director's cut. I don't know if it's in the original now, because now I only have this version in yeah. my head. <laughs> um, but it, it's an incredible switch where you, like, see both of them warring for his self, like mm-hmm. his soul, essentially, and then he yeah, flings himself out the window. Oh. So good. Where I was like, this is incredible. That you could see that they did camera switching just so well that you're like, I understand. 
exactly what happened here. Mm. And now Reagan is crying on the floor because she's like, what the fuck is happening? I know, she's come back into herself, which is, what a horrifying thing. Just what a horrifying thing At on least the she whole. says she says she doesn't remember anything. Or at least that's what they said at the very end, where they're like, she said she didn't remember, where it's like, thank God, but also she has all these scars on her body now. Yeah, there's a lot of physical trauma left, and maybe that's, a, I mean, there are, there's a lot of commentary that we could pick apart <laughs> there, but I think, yeah, it it's a very quick denouement, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty much like, all this cr- absolutely batshit stuff happened within like an hour long period and again it's brutal because it does happen for an extended period yeah i thought it was also so interesting how they would be like here's something really crazy that's happening to reagan she has flipped herself upside down she's crawling down the staircase and she's like like spitting up blood and then they cut to a different scene and it's like we're going somewhere else right now and you're like i have to sit in this I have to sit in this. You have to sit in that. And then they keep doing that. And I also like the flashes of the demonic Reagan face yes. every now and then. And I was like, oh my God. It's I don't, there. It, it's demon's face. It was a demon face. I don't, it wasn't Reagan's demon face. It was, it was just a demon face. It, and you, again, you never get context as no. to what that is either. It's just But I thought it was horrifying. so well done where it was just enough. It wasn't overdone. And it still gave yeah. you the presence of like, it's here. It's, it's here. Here it is in this house. We don't know how long she's been possessed, which is also terrifying. It's the scritchy, scratchy rats, don't you know? Oh, there's rats in the ceiling. You go get that. (laughs) There are no rats, lady. Never rats. (sighs) We knew there were never rats, and frankly, she should have known there were never rats. I was screaming at the TV, like, if the light isn't working, don't go up there. Wait until the sun comes up, you crazy person. But then it launches itself into, like, a flamethrower-level flame. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay, obviously you got you all have no context for this, but, um, you know, it, she goes exploring in the attic. In the attic. Goes exploring in the attic. As wow. Say, Words yeah. are hard. Yes, as one does. Mm-hmm. Um, seriously, nobody have an attic. Like, there, nothing good ever happens no, in the attic. especially if you have, the, your only choice of going up there is bringing a lit candle like don't go there also it's such a 70s thing so 70s but at the same time even if you had a flashlight the torch will go out yes the torch will inevitably go because out because it is a horror movie and it's like that's just the, the, how things work here it really is now i mean so she goes up there to try and find the rats and there's nothing up there and the music and the quietness is done so well that you're just like oh Oh, look, pizza's here. Pizza's here. (laughs) Huzzah. (laughs) Literally. Huzzah. Anyway, sorry, I hate that I just said that. Huzzah. Thank you. Yeah, so it's it's just a terrifying thing. The 70s were bad. The 70s were an incredible time for horror in that so many good, classic, dread-filled horror films happened at that time. Thank you. That was, that was hot. Fiance comes in here with a slice of pizza, not for either of us to eat. He just wants to show it off. And show it off he did. And show it off he did. Yeah. That's, that was great. <laughs> um, it was the, it was the lighthearted uh, commentary. Exactly, where we were getting real dark. <laughs> we really were. I mean, it is a dark film. It, it is yeah. so good. I think that's what helps it make it so dark, where you're just like, there's so much subtext into it. It's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable, but it's really good. And I think it's an... It's in integral part of the horror film like 
I don't want to say timeline. What the hell am I trying to say? Like the, um... It... The... Mm, sounds like... Um, no, 100% we can keep it in because I'm usually pretty good with words, but I, it's the, it's part of the zeitgeist for sure. It is something that you have to talk about when you're thinking about horror films because it truly, I know Rosemary's Baby came before as we established earlier at brunch today, but I think it is one of the first true films that kicks off it just being horror, horror as a concept of being completely brutal and so intense yeah and not not just another campy vampire monster movie flick it it, it was like we are delving deep into the human psyche and you need to sit in this yeah ride it out 100 percent here for this i think that i that's truly i think what makes it scary um the pacing yes the fact that it's quiet until it's not also also that but it's the the horror of watching a little girl say the things that she says and do the things that she does and knowing that some one knowing that somebody had to act that out and that Mm -hmm. linda linda blair was traumatized for life by that but also one there were also a ton of deaths on set which is probably something that should factor in here that's always interesting because that same thing kind of happened with the poltergeist where it's like deeply unsettling movies have all this trauma surrounding it it's little girls Girls. You don't shouldn't traumatize. Quit up with little girls. Oh don't God. traumatize the little girls. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what really makes it. And Shelley Duvall, leave Shelley Duvall alone. Oh. God damn it. That was Stan- that was Kubrick's fault. Ugh. I'm sorry. Fuck that man. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll have to unpack that <laughs> another later. time. Um, but yeah, I think that's what really makes it scary. Is it's not that it's frightening or that there are a lot of jump scares i mean there are a few jump scares but it's but it's it's warranted in the context of what's happening it's never in with the intention of and now we get them and now we get the audience scared it's more just like you need to be aware of what's happening right now you need to be frightened because this is frightening what's happening is frightening and you should be afraid so that that's why the exorcist is a classic and i i as a newbie to this i wasn't shaking under the covers hiding my eyes like you would think I would because it's like I've seen pictures of Reagan in her possession before it's been done in like satire all over the place yes. the the green puke it it is disgusting <laughs> where I'm like can we please stop it I don't like this but it you know it it wasn't like it didn't keep me up at night kind of thing yeah but it is something that you were you're like this will stick with me for a long time Oh, absolutely. It, it is something that I will continually think about in, in context of other movies as we as you and I go forward with this. I will be comparing it to it forever. Yeah. Because it was so well done, and it, it like you said, it did set the precedent for future horror films. Oh, 100%. And, you know, we're probably not going to delve into a lot of the logistics of the movie the background, the history. I think we will moving forward for some of these. I, I think Especially going, where it's needed, where we're like, oh yeah, we have to get into this. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much that goes on in The Exorcist that I think it would be overkill. Like, mm-hmm. we could talk about the Tatsukate, Tatsukate? Oh yeah. Uh, which means help me in Japanese, and it's on a sign, like when they're listening to the first recordings of Reagan's quote-unquote possession yeah. being... Because we were like, what is this? And yeah. You were like, I know, I can find this. <laughs> I, will, I remember what this is, and I will find it for us. Um, because I, I yeah, yeah, I read it somewhere else. Um, 
recently, actually, and I think that's why I remembered that. So I'm glad that we did Exorcist yeah. first. But I think, you know, moving forward, we'll do more research. We'll have a little bit better preparation. But because this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment trip to Texas <laughs> and Abby, and I just really wanted to get it done, not just to get it done, but to, to really explore this together and yeah. test the waters of how we want this to go moving forward. Yeah, because like we said, we're not film majors. We're not... Nope. Gonna, we're not going to do the thing that a lot of horror people do where they're like, we're going to get into the movie details and I'm going to explain to you every little thing. It's we're, no. We want to talk about movies because we like them and we want to broaden our reach into this genre of everything. 100%. And make it more relatable and make it accessible to others. We love accessibility. I'm a librarian. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I just really love horror films, and I wish the world would stop shitting on them because Honestly, they're my favorite. They really especially are. Especially campy ones. Like we, we definitely have campy ones on our list for sure. Oh yeah. We have Mandy, which Nick Cage is Nick Cage. Nick Cage. You can never not be Nick Cage in a movie, but it, so it's like we're we're going broad with this, and we'll go broad. We'll go deeply into some of the more. Mm, more interesting, more uh, controversial films, even, I would yeah, say. Because sure. we have a few controversial ones on this list. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are some where we're going to love it, we're going to hate it, we're going to feel certain ways about it. And I, I used to listen to, I actually used to listen to a podcast where they rated the film. So it was yeah. like a bunch of friends, and they would watch it and like it or not like it. And I recognize that every film has its issues. Um, you know, you have different, you have different budgets, you have different scopes, you have different um, lenses through which both filmmakers and viewers will see differently. But I want to explore all of these, and I think yeah. it'll be. I think it'll be fun to do some of the more serious ones, like The Exorcist, interspersed with other silly ones like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, my favorite, which we just love. <laughs> we love, um, we love it. Uh, even though I have made people watch it, or not made, I wanted to share this movie with people, and they oh, were yeah. horrified. So they're like, "Oh my god, how could you make me watch this?" And it's like, "No, no, no, no. This is good. This is a good movie. This oh, is fun." Also, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk is a gem Alan of a Tudyk. person. Anyway, uh, so that one, we'll save that for another day. But yeah, this was the Exorcist. I loved it. We got to talk about it. I know. Eek. I'm so excited. I'll pay this more. Has been fun. <laughs> this is really good. I don't know how it's gonna turn out or how we're gonna feel about it, but yeah, especially since we still have to name this podcast, and we'll have to include some things about spoilers because I feel like we did not and, disclaimer yes. that and trigger warnings. There are always gonna be trigger warnings. It's horror films. It's a horror film. So it's murder. At it. like murder. Horror films are usually lack of control and murder and unsettling the absolute concepts. depravity of human beings. Yep. But through the lens of uh, two millennial women who have a lot to say on the matter, clearly we <laughs> are willing to share this experience. <laughs> Yay! Well, we're gonna go eat pizza now. Oh my god, I'm so excited! So. Pizza and wine and good time. We'll we'll figure out what movie to watch tonight, and we will pick it up uh, next time with our next episode, which we don't know what it is yet. We'll, but get, you'll we'll see. get there. You'll see it. We'll we'll post it, and you'll see it, and it'll all be good. The end. So.